got a bunch of things stirring in my heart, but I felt like I'm going to be short up here tonight. We're going to, we need to go back into a time of, of praying tonight. And uh, you don't have to come up on the mic, but, but I do feel like some of you, you may need to come up on the mic. Uh, there's something stirring in your heart. And there's, there's an authority that we carry. And even, we've been talking about it, but Chuck Pierce prophesied that what is declared here has, has an authority for a 120-mile radius. And so this is no small deal where we're just kind of up here just praying little prayers. The Lord just started stirring my heart today that when we pray, we're praying the very heart of, the, of God. And when we pray, we pray authority, the, this, the authority of the king. We come as a representative of the king. We come as, a, as an ambassador of the king. And so when we declare things, when we decree things in alignment with the name of Jesus, in alignment with heaven, heaven moves and earth begins to shake. So tonight I believe we're going to Heaven's going to move and the earth is going to shake. Not because of how great we are, because <laughs> we're not. <laughs> He's great. Amen. But I, I say that, and then I, the Lord was, had just, he was just stirring me to, to, that we would realize our significance in him. Because I say, well, we're, we're, you know, we're nothing without him, but we're also his masterpiece. We're his treasure. And so he created us in his image to be like him, to rule on this earth and to reign, and he puts his spirit in us. And so there is great value that we bring in our humility and in our alignment with heaven as he calls us his children and he puts his spirit within us to move us that we would move heaven to move earth, to shake the earth. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for you calling a people to pray. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I just been feeling this more and more. It's like it's we've heard it so many times that we just kind of. It's like it just doesn't have the impact that it needs to have. But it is such a powerful scripture as the Lord is speaking to Solomon. I'm just going to read it again. I think I read it last week. I don't know. I've just been in it. So if my people, and we are his people, we're his treasured possession, we're his kings, we're his priests, we're set apart. We're to be set apart. So if we're called by his name, which we are, we're called by his name. If we will humble ourselves, first thing, first and foremost, mm. we've got to humble ourselves. We come into a position where we realize he's God. We're not. We come into a position of alignment with the kingdom of heaven. We humble ourselves. And then it says, and we pray. The power of prayer. The very thing that the disciples said, teach us how to pray. (laughs) 
Pharisees, the Sadducees, man, they knew the scriptures. They followed the law. They had it all down. And, and, and they, they prayed. The crazy thing is, is when Jesus prayed, everything shifted. So these disciples, again, they, they in a sense knew how to pray. They've been praying their whole life. And yet when they met Jesus, the one thing that they asked for them to teach him, for him to teach them was teach us how to pray. Yes. So we humble ourselves. Yes. Thank you. We pray. We seek the face of God. Yes, God. And then we repent. There is a repentance that he's calling the church to. And as just as I was praying tonight, I just felt like the Lord was saying, there's in, these iniquities that need to be removed. One of the biggest ones, and we're gonna, I just feel like we need to pray into it tonight again, is, is, is the, the legalized abortion, the ability to, to take the life of the unborn. And now even in some places to take the life of the born. The things that, that have been allowed in this nation, that we come in a heart of repentance, and then we come in a heart of prayer to declare and decree. And you're gonna, I'm going to show you a video in a second of, uh, of Lou Engle and Sean Foyt. You might have seen it. It came out yesterday. And, uh, we're in a time where we need, to, we need to take authority over the enemy. We need to take authority over the rulers of this earth. And those that are making decisions, we need to take authority over, these, over the decisions that are being made. That it's not going to happen by reasoning things out. And, and the other thing I felt is that the Lord is saying we can no longer compromise and we can no longer be on the defensive. The church has been on the defensive. We've been a defensive army that, that says, well, we're going to hold our ground and then we slowly just kind of lose ground, and we slowly lose ground. The Lord says, I, I gave you a sword and a shield not to just defend. We're actually to take territory. We're to rule. We're to reign. We're to subdue the earth. We're to take territory. That every place we step, every place we put our foot, we actually take territory. So, Lord, I thank you that we're, we're a church the church that is waking up, yes. that is going from the defensive to the offensive, and that there is no room for compromise. It's not, well, we'll, we'll, we'll give on this, we'll give a little here. No, what we're doing is we're bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth, and in the kingdom of heaven there is no compromise. So, Father, I thank you that you're raising up a people. I thank you that you're, you're putting, you're, yes. as we declare, we're not just declaring things that, that we're thinking are, are good words, but we're actually getting the words from heaven and declaring them That's on right. We're bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. Thank you, Lord. On earth as it is in heaven. This is what we desire. 
there will be no compromise. There's no compromise in heaven, and there will be no compromise as we are ambassadors of Christ on this earth. That's right. Thank you. There's no, well, we're going to let this, this is okay. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. No. We love people, and we operate in love. We're motivated by love. But we also operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's a holiness that he calls us to. There's a righteousness that we have. Huh. A belt of truth. We got to remember the belt of truth that we have. Thank you, Lord. So if we do these things, we turn from our ways, the wicked ways, then he'll hear from heaven. He'll forgive our sins. And he'll heal, he'll heal the land. And it says, in the eyes, my eyes will be open and my ears will be attentive to the prayers that are offered in this place. There's another place where the Lord talks about this. In Second Chronicles 16, he says this, for the eyes of the Lord, they range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him, fully committed to him. He said this, this is in 2 Chronicles 16, King Asa was a, was a good king. He did great things. He removed the high places. He, he, he destroyed the altars. But in his later years, he faltered. In his later years, he actually lost his trust in the Lord. There was a fear that came on him. There was a fear that was allowed to come in. And I feel like this is what's happened in, in the last 50 years. <laughs> it's happened all throughout time. But, but there has just been a fear that's come on the generation to pull back. That we no longer actually, we no, actually, no longer actually trust in the Lord. But we begin to, to put our trust in, in the things that we have. Asa had, had a lot of finances in the temple. And there was a king that, that came in, and, uh, Ben-Hadad, and, and he was the king of Aram. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. But basically, there was a fear that he would attack him. And so he's like, let's make a treaty. And he gave him, he gave him, fine, he gave him money. And this is how the Lord replied. Uh, this is what the Lord said to him. Because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Then he says, he goes, for the eyes of the Lord range to and fro throughout the earth, looking for those whose hearts are fully committed to him. He says, but you have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. We cannot compromise, and we cannot put our trust in other things in this time. There is a faith that, that, has, that we need to, to step into. This is a, it's an enduring faith. It's a persevering faith, but it's also a bold faith that we need to step into in this season to declare and decree things, things that don't look like they can actually happen. <laughs> the Lord can do mighty things. There's another scripture I'm just going to 
Great. I want, I want to get into prayer, so I'm going to keep going here. Um, Psalm 20 says this. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the Lord, of the God of Jacob, protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. And we will shout for joy when we are victorious and we will lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. And then he says this, now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He answers him from his holy heaven and the saving power of his right hand. This is the God that we serve. But then to the others, he says this, but some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down to their knees and they fall. But we will rise up and we will stand firm. O oh Lord, save the king. Answer us when we call. want to encourage you tonight as we pray that we pray from a place of authority as we call heaven to earth it's our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven this was the structure of the prayer that Jesus was giving his disciples from the father this is the authority that we walk in to bring heaven to earth. So, Father, I thank you for the awakening of the church. I thank you for the, declare, the declarations, the decrees that are going to go forth tonight. And, Lord, I thank you that in that wholehearted devotion to you, trusting in you, Lord, I thank you we're going to see the earth shake. Let me say this, too. Um, so you're going you're gonna to see this video. I talked with... Uh, Lou Engle, and there is a, there is a shaking that the Lord is doing in this season. There is a serious shaking that the Lord is doing, and He's calling, He's calling His people together. And uh, I, I want to encourage you. We're going to see things shift in Colorado. It has been declared. It has been decreed. We just need to step into this. We need to step into this anointing. We need to step into this authority that we've been given. And, and, and what may look difficult in the Lord's eyes is not difficult. He's looking for a people, though. He's looking for a people who are going to have hearts turned towards him and who are going to pray, who are going to seek the face of God. And there is a place of repentance. This, <laughs> I know we've been praying for the billion soul harvest. I believe we're going to see it. We're going to see it in this generation. We're going to get to see it with our own eyes. But we need to see abortion come to an end. We need to see it, and the church needs to rise up. And then we need to be a people that have solutions for this. We don't just say, we'll end it, but we have solutions for this. Um, 
Yeah, why don't we, let's, let's play that video. So this was from Monday. Woo, there it is. Here it is. Hey, Sean. Oh, man, you were the first call that I wanted to make after I heard the news. Thank you for calling me. What a moment of time we are living in. We were like those who dreamed. <laughs> we were like those who dreamed. I want to tell, I want to remind everybody, and by the way, I'm wearing this jacket. This is what we, this is what I wore in front of the Supreme Court. When it rained that day in 2020 and we were in, this, in front of the Supreme Court, the guard told me at the Supreme Court that that was the largest prayer meeting he's ever heard of happening there. <laughs> you know, there was like 4,000 of us in 2020. And I want to just, just so everybody knows really quickly, I mean, there is millions of intercessors out there around the world that have prayed for this very moment that I believe we're stepping into. You know, Lou is one of them. And for me, I was 16 years old, didn't really care that much about abortion or Roe v. Wade, didn't know a ton about it, but it wasn't until, you know, I was at the call in 2000 and you started speaking and my friend Ryan Bomberger was up there sharing, who's, we all know him, he's amazing, the Radiance Foundation, and God just dropped this mantle of intercession on me for the ending of Roe v. Wade, and it wasn't like, it, it was literally the heart of God, like, I, I can't really explain, like, this burden of intercession came on me as a 16-year-old, and, um, of course, I, I, you know, put the life band on, and began to pray, and uh, it's what eventually led me to run for Congress. Now, before that, <laughs> before that, you know, during the Obama years, it looked so dark. And I got to be honest, Lou, I, I lost a lot of hope. And, you know, I was telling, I was telling, uh, I was talking to Bill Johnson yesterday, too, because I remember we were in the car, and, and this was before, you know, Trump was elected, and, and, and I said, do you think this is even possible? Like, what about these prayers, these prophecies, that this thing's going to be overturned? And I remember he looked at me in the car, and he said, it is going to happen in our lifetime. And so there are moms and dads who have been birthing this thing in prayer. And, Lou, we just want to get your perspective. Like, what are you feeling? What is God saying? And how do we pray? I feel like we're at the five-yard line on this thing. How do we pray this thing into the end zone? Leading well, up to the summer. Well, Sean, uh, obviously what's so amazing to me is this opinion that has been uh, leaked is a true opinion. Five judges, at least, have declared they're going to vote for the ending of Roe v. Wade. This is absolutely stunning. The leak, obviously, is to create a, a massive social unrest um, yeah. to basically... To, to cause one of the judges to change their mind. Right. But, but, but I, I, I am in, in such a, a place of peace. And I just want to say this. this. Right now, it's like there's anxiety everywhere. What's happening? What's happening? A Nigerian lady I've never met had a dream. This is crazy. And in the dream, she met me. I don't know who she is. In front of the Supreme Court, she took the life tape off my mouth and put tape on my forehead that said, it is finished. And in the dream, thousands of people, young and old, were putting on this tape. This is not a time to be anxious. 
For the last six months, we have, had, uh, we have been given a Reese House kinds of assurance. It's done. And it's not time to get anxious. Before the very throne of God, the raging sea is the crystal clear lake. God reigns and rules. He has declared it is finished. I believe this is what we need to do right now. I'm saying to intercessor, do not be anxious. Stand before the throne of God and declare the blood has done its work. 18 years, Sean. We've been praying, Jesus, I plead your blood over my sins, the sins of my nation. God, end abortion, send revival to America. I am convinced we have come to the moment. It is finished. And I think now the word of faith must be declared through our mouth. It is finished. Let this be our warfare. I'm so stirred and excited. Come on, I mean that when you told me that, I just I felt goosebumps, man. I got I got charged. I mean a prophetic vision from Nigeria, a dream from Nigeria. I mean, this is wild. It's wild. Who are these people? We don't even know who they are. But that that has been a sign out there. This is what I'm expecting, Sean. We've been praying 18 years. Jesus, I preach your blood over my sins. God end abortion. Send revival. We've had tons of dreams of the great communion revival that's coming to America. Right now, it's time to begin to expect for a blood revival that far surpasses every other revival that we've ever seen. These are someday I'm gonna lay down all these dreams we've been having for 20 years. Louisville has the gift of faith for the great communion revival. But here, let me share one more thing that I feel we need to take a stand on. It was about five months ago, or six months ago, the Lord really directed me to Psalm 149. And he said, where it says, with a double-edged sword in your mouth, and, uh, you know, to the high praises in your mouth. Right. Uh, and he says, you, you, uh, you bind their kings. Well, I got it right here. Can I just read it real quick? Sorry. Nobody <laughs> called me yesterday with this verse, like specifically with this verse. Over me, the high praises in your mouth. I mean, I, this, this is a season for that. It's that true. level of worship. You must sing the victory of the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb, over the powers of earth. They overcame them by the blood of the Lamb. Some kind of anointing is coming upon you. I prophesied, son, to write songs on the great communion revival, the blood of the Lamb that overcomes the accuser of the brethren. Sean, I prophesied, Songs must be sung. It's the soul of the victorious lamb who's at the center of the throne. The centerpiece of the, of the church revival will not be great preachers, not evangelistic programs, not stadiums. It will be there is a lamb at the center of the throne that has overcome. <laughs> Sing those songs to the generation, John. Here's the word. With high praises of God in your mouth uh, and a double-edged sword in, your, in their hand, uh, 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 can execute the vengeance on the nation, punish, punishments on the peoples, combine their kings with chains, and their no nobles with fetters of iron. And the Lord spoke to me. You're always binding the devil, but I want you to bind five judges into a, a coalition of conscience with chains that can't be broken. Yeah. I, and the Lord said, I want you to mobilize prayer to bind five judges on the Supreme Court into a coalition of conscience that no threat, no witchcraft will ever be able to break those chains. I want to call those listening right now to over these days we are declaring in this finish, we bind these five judges. Judge 
uh, Gorsuch, uh, Judge Kavanaugh, Judge Alito, Judge Thomas, and Judge Justice Amy Coney Barrett, and even John Roberts. Bind them into a coalition of conscience that over the next two months, no death threats, no witchcraft will cause them to change. They will make the declaration. Hallelujah, it is finished. Come on, it is finished, it is finished. I, I, I believe that's so strong. We have to raise up an army of intercessors around these judges. I mean, they're, their, their lives, their families, their, it's going to be threatened on levels we've never seen. I mean, people think like COVID was a thing, like this will get every demon in hell raging. They already were raging out front of the Supreme Court last night. I mean, it's already begun. The league was intentional to create a confusion and chaos and anxiety and fear across America. And I do believe we need to raise up intercessors. And those guys got, are going to hold the line. They're going to hold the line on their decision. They're going to hold the line on life. I believe, Lou, when we were there in 2020, I was wearing this jacket. We were out in front of the Supreme Court. That night was the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, the, oh, that night, October 25th, they were in this, they were they were deliberating for the final confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett on the 25th while we were on the mall having the largest church service in America in 2020. And so for me, that's 20 years after the call, after my first, I got burdened with this thing. So I am in a prophetic, the context for me is a whole prophetic journey where 20 years later, here we are during the pandemic, ACB gets confirmed while we're there in DC. And here we are. Unbelievable. I didn't realize that. I didn't oh, yeah. That. <laughs> 20 remember, years after the call. Yeah, because remember, Senator Josh Hawley came over that night and he said, We have just voted. We are going to confirm ACB. And he talked about reversing of Roe v. Wade. <laughs> wow. And I prophesied a million women on the mall. Man, I think it's going to happen. <laughs> That's going to be wild. Well, the battleground now changes. We declare it is finished. We bind these five judges into yes. a coalition of conscience. Yes. We Lord. exercise this judgment. Yes. And now it's a battle of the states. Yes. God. And I believe state after state is going to enter into this, this crucible, this uh, valid decision. What will you do with abortion? And I believe we're going to enter into a revival similar to what happened in the days of the Civil War, where God poured out His Spirit during the days of the Civil War. I believe we're in a Civil War again in the States. But I'm starting with Colorado, which means the color red. And I am even mobilizing today a massive gathering, at least I'm dreaming about it, that God would make Colorado a red state by the blood of Jesus. Come on. Well, we're going to be there. We're going to be there later this month in Boulder. That's our next stop with Let Us Worship is, is Boulder, Colorado. So that's really? On the campus of Colorado University. We're going right into the heart of the culture and the craziness there. So I'm excited about that. Also, May 17, we're going to gather in Washington, D.C. at noon for noontime prayer, May 17th. That's two weeks from today. And I uh, want you guys to be aware of that. Lou, thank you so much for sharing your heart. Thank you for coming on here. We're going to make sure that we share this, this video out there across the world to raise up intercessors. It is finished. Take your
Amen. Guys, I love what he said. We're, we're on the five-yard line. But we don't, we don't lighten up here. We don't let up. This is the press. This is where we go, yes, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it in this time, Lord. This is where we come and before him in prayer, where we seek his face, where we cry out to him. When we cry out, he says he listens to the desolate. We need to cry out to him in these times. And... and I want to say this. He kept saying, it is finished. It is finished. When we had a, I don't know if, if who experienced it, but Monday morning at, at, uh, at 12.25, yeah, 12.10, and then at 12.25 was the second one. There was a small shaking. Uh, what happened was that there was, a, uh, there was lightning in the sky, and it lit up the sky, and it began to shake things. That was at 12.10, and then it... At 12.25 in the morning, Monday morning, uh, when everyone was sleeping, the entire sky lit up. And for a couple seconds, I would say three to four seconds, the ground shook like I've never felt before with, with, with lightning. I mean, it was, it, there was an earthquake that shook. I was talking to some people. Windows were shaking. They thought windows were going to break. My daughter was screaming upstairs. My other one said, I thought we were going to die. One of our pastors thought that there was a bomb that went off. They woke up. I was talking to some, you, I was talking to you. She said, I, I only wake up to, to babies crying and, and, dark, and barking dogs. And, and this thing literally almost shook her off the bed. Like there, there was, and, and I... So even up in, Justin lives up in, in Greenwood Village, right? So it shook all the way up to Greenwood Village. I don't know the extent of it, but it, it was no, it wasn't just an ordinary lightning storm. Lightning only struck two times. And the second time, everything shook in this area. And, and, I, and I was asking the Lord, like, well, Lord, what was that? Because it, there's a number of scriptures where he talks about how he speaks in the thunder. He declares things in the thunders. And, and I was like, Lord, what are you saying? And yesterday, as I was talking to Lou, it hit me. It, he was saying, it is finished over Colorado. Uh, and back in December 1st, 2019, it was uh, Chuck Pierce who prophesied that this will be the finishing state. Wow. What started here, Amen. abortion started in 1970 in, in Colorado, first state to allow abortion in the entire nation in 1970. And it was declared that the death structures will be removed. Chuck Pierce prophesied this. He said, we will be a finishing state. And I believe the Lord was, was stating and, and declaring over Colorado, Monday morning at 1225, it is finished. I am doing the work in Colorado. And it was later that day on Monday that the leak came out about the, uh, about the Supreme Court and to, to, to cause the disruption. What's crazy, and I'm like, I, I was telling Christy, I'm like, this had to affect other states. This couldn't have been just in Colorado. I'm like, we need to get on and find out. Well, I found out um, from Anne-Marie that, uh, 
that not only did this happen in Colorado, but at 4 a.m. in the morning, there was another lightning strike that hit in, in New York City. And what building did it hit? It hit the World Trade Center at 4 a.m. in the morning, our time, 6 a.m. in the morning, New York time. So just a couple of hours after the lightning struck here and shook the earth, it hit the World Trade Tower. And there was a tweet that went out that said, what did it say? building shook so much like the windows and everything were rattling and all the alarms of the cars that were parked outside went off from the shaking oh i can't remember oh yeah that'll wake you up baby or something like that yeah like that'll wake up new york <laughs> yeah for the city that's awake that'll wake them up I don't believe it was a coincidence, and I want to go back and look because I believe there's going to be, there's more areas, and it all happened Monday morning, early Monday morning. I believe the Lord is declaring things and decreeing things across this nation, and, and it happened first in Colorado. Well, maybe. We don't know, unless it went in California first, but I don't think it was, it was, it, I have never in my lifetime experienced a shaking like that, where it felt like an earthquake. We were in, our, in the room, and, and the entire house shook. Our windows were shaking. Our kids were screaming. <laughs> uh, so the Lord is, is absolutely doing something. Dan's going to pray here, but I just, do you want to just go into that? Before we, before we go into just more prayer, and then are you, you, wanna, you, gotta, you ready? Oh, are you just standing to... You're just, you're just standing up. So let's, that's right. So let's engage in this tonight. Uh, I want you, I feel like you guys have some declarations, some things to declare and decree. Uh, and you don't have to do it on the mic. There's no pressure. Uh, but if, if others are praying, I do, I would just encourage you. I think we'll stand during those times where we're praying. And we're going we're gonna to stand together. And this is where we have authority. And even the fact that we have that authority for 120-mile radius, what is declared and decreed here is realize that what you decree is you come up and you decree here and you declare things here, you are affecting 120-mile radius, which is almost exactly to the Wyoming border. And I don't know how far south it goes. I don't know if you guys know. Past Trinidad. Basically hits the majority of Colorado. So there is an authority that you're stepping into. Amen? Amen. So let's, let's sing this and then go right into prayer. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we bless your name tonight. Wow. Lord, we bless your name tonight. Why don't you just close your eyes. Just receive this prayer. Receive the prophetic tonight. Pastor Mike, just a minute ago, he, he said the word if. If, my people. There's coming such an understanding to us that what's happening, it's fluid. The Lord has been waiting upon our response. And we're hearing, you know, Lou just got back from Israel. He was sharing yesterday, and he was in prayer. And the Lord showed him that God was, he was about to move in Colorado. And he gets here, and he hears, you must call Mike. Chuck Pierce in 2019 had a completely different route, and God spoke to them to come to Colorado. 
that this was the finishing state. Sean Foyt, just last September, there was a prophetic word that the 40th state that they go to, the 40th city to end their tour, was going to be the place of great revival and outpouring, a beginning place for America, and they ended it here in Colorado. Even as President Trump laid hands on him in Washington, D.C., and blessed him, he said, Sean, carry revival to the nation. And here we are again. He's coming again on the 21st of this month. Mike and I were talking today. It's like the Lord has said, I've been waiting for Colorado to respond to me, and I am now turning my affection upon this state. The very fact that lightning struck the World Prayer Center that took place on 9-11, many prophets were saying that it was the judgment of God. It was a pronouncement to America to get right, to turn their hearts back to the Lord. Listen, there's a paradigm shifting. Yesterday, before the meeting with Lou, I was in prayer that morning and hearing about this shaking with the Supreme Court all over this nation. And for a moment, I, I put my head back and I began to cry. I said, oh, Colorado, what have you done? As our nation is responding to the Spirit of God, to life, that the spirit of death is being broken off of our nation. Here, Colorado bolsters itself against the coming decision, the war against Roe. And I said, Lord, I, began to, I just began to weep for Colorado, and the Lord says, do not cry. Then he shows me this picture. You see, because judgment literally means a decision rendered. A decision made that God said, I am literally putting a judgment upon America. I am casting a decision for this land. I'm making a decision. And here is his decision. Yesterday the Lord says, do not grieve. He said, for in one moment, I'm going to break the spirit of witchcraft off of Colorado. He said, in the same way that Elijah went on to Mount Carmel, there's another Mount Carmel showdown about to happen. And Elijah was grieved later on. He said, Lord, I'm standing alone. And the Lord says, no, there's 7,000 more who have not bowed their knee to Baal. And it was that 7,000 that were consecrated to the Lord, like the intercessors in Colorado, who have set themselves day and night before the Lord to pray. And the Lord says, what well, I should have struck the land with judgment because of the blood of my children, because they were passing their sons and daughters through the fire. The spirit of, of Jezebel and Moloch were married together. And the Lord says, instead of casting judgment upon Israel and striking her down, I met Israel on that day of that mountain, and I caused millions of people to turn back to me in one moment. And the Lord said, I'm going to do it again in Colorado. That Colorado deserves judgment. It does not receive, it does not deserve mercy, but the Lord says, I'm going to turn, and he said this, I'm turning my gaze upon Colorado, and I've heard the prayers, the intercession, the crying out in this land, and I'm turning my affection upon Colorado, and I will touch Colorado with revival fire. <laughs> Yesterday after Luingo was here, I was so shaken, I felt so compelled to go pray, and so I went to a place that's prophetic for me to go pray. As I begin to pray, I get a call from a South African prophet, Mark Visser. He says, Brother Dan, where are you? And I said, I'm in a place of prayer. He says, Brother, listen to me. God just spoke to me. He's about to strike Colorado with the fire of his glory. He said, all of Colorado is going to have a visitation from heaven. 
He said, get ready, because I see your senators and I see your representatives turning back to the cross in mass. Wow. He said, get ready for revival is coming to your state. We're in a divine moment. We're in a divine moment. And here's what I heard yesterday morning. He said, I want you to pray. I want you to pray that the Lord will go forth like a mighty man. Pray that I will stir up my zeal like a man of war. For I will cry out, yes, I will shout aloud, and I will prevail against my enemies. Hallelujah. Job 22 says you will make your prayer to him. He will hear you, and you will pay your vows. You will also decree a thing, and it will be established for you, so that light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. He will even deliver the one for whom you intercede, who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. So Lord, we take a stand tonight. Lift your hands. We take a stand tonight, and we prophesy according to the word of the prophet. It is finished. The spirit of death over the land, it is being broken even right now. We declare the finishing work of the blood of the cross is conquering the spirit of death. For there is life in the blood. And we declare the blood of Jesus all over Colorado. We bless our borders and our boundaries, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus upon Colorado. In this time, death is being broken. It's being broken in the name of Jesus. We declare that our children shall no longer pass through the fire in this state. Father, that the laws will be turned around. Father, we declare even what Lou said. We speak over those five judges. We speak over them. What's the other chief chief justice's name? What's the chief justice's name? Um, John Roberts. Even Lou Eagle said that man's gone rogue. Pray that his heart will turn back to the Lord and his assignment of why he was placed in that court. So, Father, we just speak right now a blessing over John Roberts, that he would be bound again to his initial assignment, placed there by a Republican president to take a stand for life. And we declare as his heart was hijacked with witchcraft, we speak, God, even as you delivered Israel, you lifted the veil of blindness off of their eyes with a confrontation on a mountain. We speak right now over the spiritual blindness over over John Roberts to be lifted. And we declare over those five justices, they will be bound to the Spirit of God and to life. That their conscience would be empowered by the Spirit of God. We break off the witchcraft, the intimidation against them in the name of Jesus. We declare that no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper. All those that would rise against them shall fall in the name of Jesus. We declare righteous rule, righteous law, and righteous decrees in America. The Lord, you have released a judgment in this land that America shall come into your kingdom. Now listen, Mark Visser said to me yesterday, he said, Dan, do you know, he has a lot of influence in South Korea, a lot of influence. And I said, my brother Mark, I said, do you understand? America has been sowing seed for years into other nations with the gospel. I said, now it's time for America. We're in need of salvation. We're in need of revival. And I spoke to him. Now the nations are sending 
their evangelists, sending their missionaries to the land. So he said, I would have prayed. He said, God is about to shake your state. So Father, we stand together. We prophesy that the heart of Colorado and the heart of this nation shall be turned back to righteousness in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Yes. Just declare this tonight. Yes. Declare it. It's finished. It is finished. Come on, declare it from your inner man. It is, it finished. is finished. Say it again. It, it is, is finished. finished. It is in the finished. name of Jesus. Yes. So, so I'm, I'm just, I'm like a, I don't know, geek or whatever. I don't know what you call it. But I did some quick math in my head. And uh, God spoke here at 1225. This is to encourage To tell you that God is, is saying yesterday, today, tomorrow. When he speaks, things happen. Amen. And at 1225, God spoke here. We heard it. There's a pressure wave slammed into this state. At the speed, the speed of sound is 4.7 seconds it takes to go one mile. I did, I looked up how far is it from Castle Rock, Colorado to, to New York City, and I did the math backwards. It takes two hours and 35 minutes to get from here to there uh, at the speed of sound. So 12.25 in the morning here, plus 35 minutes is one, two, three, five o'clock. Isn't that what you said? Six o'clock? Oh. Uh, I just, I just thought that was so awesome. I thought that was so awesome. So there we go. I just, I just am sitting here geeking out. I thought that is so like God, you know. Just what He sets in motion is not going to be stopped. So God, we say thank you that you have set this in motion, and you will not be stopped. In the name of Jesus, we come into agreement with heaven, Father, that that which you have started will not be stopped in the name of Jesus, Father. We pray for safety and protection over these judges, Father, that they would not be intimidated, that they, know, yes, they would not sway. God, yes, we ask God. that you would surround them with your angels. Surround them, Father. Keep them safe, Father. Keep they and their safe. families, protection, Father. God. We pray that nothing, nothing protection. would happen to them, Father, yes. that they would complete the task that you have given to them yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. God began to convict me of this quite some time ago. And I am going to repent here before everybody. I came to Colorado in 1983 to get a degree in apologetics at Denver Center. And what he's been convicting me of, I can illustrate best, and then I'm going to pray into this. Picture me walking in downtown Denver at night armed like I like to be, and somebody jumps out of an alley at me and pulls out a pipe and goes, give me your money. And I pull out my weapon, I lay it on a table, and I say, do you know this weapon is powerful? Do you know what it is? Do you know what, I, what it can do? And I'm busy defending the weapon instead of using it. It is time that we go on the offensive with the Word of God and we stop defending the Word of God and we use it as He intended it to be used. And He gave me this. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to pray into it. I love this. From Leviticus 26. And think of, yeah, and think of the word sword. Who's got a Bible? Raise your hand. 
You got a sword, okay? The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. The power of the Word is the Spirit of God. We've got that. We hold it. The more you have it inscribed in your mind and on your heart, the more armed you are and practice with it. When Jesus was in the wilderness, he didn't quote John 3.16 to the devil. He quoted what was specific for that situation. We need to be well-armed and well-practiced so that we can use good swordsmanship. You shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. Five of you shall chase a hundred. A hundred of you shall chase ten thousand, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword, by the word of God. Wow. I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you and will confirm my covenant with you. And think of the, the new wineskin and the changes happening. Think of this next text in that context. You shall eat old store long kept and you shall clear out the old to make way for the new. I will make my dwelling among you and my soul shall not abhor you and I will walk among you and will be your God, and you shall be my people. God, you are bringing that about now, yes. in our day, yes. at this time. Yes. And here we are, on the number one battleground, where it all began. The state that said, yeah, we'll take the lives of our children. <laughs> and we think that the Supreme Court makes law. They don't make law, they give opinions. Law comes from Congress. Congress right now, Father, is trying to pass law to make Roe permanent. And we bind that. Yes. We declare yes. your truth over every yes. member of Congress, whether for Roe, those that are for Roe, we bind them in the name of Jesus. And we ask that you would pour out your spirit and yes. your word and your fire upon them. Yes. And that they would be awakened in the middle of the night by thunder that's happening in their own bedrooms. That you would come into them in ways that you've come in in the past. You've come in in dreams. You've come in in visions. And people have changed. People have gone from one side to the other because they've encountered the living God. And we speak the living God yes. of all creation over the yes. Congress of the United States yes. and say, Father, pour yourself out over them, those who are for life, those who understand what we've done in this country. Protect them, empower them, strengthen them, and convince them that they are key holders in your kingdom. When Jesus gave the keys of the kingdom to Peter, it was because Peter had confessed you as Messiah. And because Jesus is the son of David, he was able to give the key of his father, the king, where any door that was shut, no man could open, and any door that was open, no man can shut. So we speak those keys, which already are in our hands and in our lives, over your people, and over our Congress, and over our legislature, and those people that we have that rule over us. Father, pour out your spirit, shake this land, break the stronghold, cause repentance to come, 
cause people's knees to give out so that they kneel before you. There's a day coming when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. But Father, thank you that we live at a time when we can still make that choice. So empower people to make that choice for you now. Clear out the old, clear out the old storehouse to make room for the new. We pray in Jesus' name and amen. Our Father, yes. who art in heaven, yes. hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, yes. thy will be done. Thy will be done on yes. earth as it is in heaven. Well, I love what Mike was speaking earlier. He spoke that. This is how we ought to pray. We know the will of God. We know the mandate of heaven over earth. That life would be lived abundantly. That life would come forth. And I love what Lou said. Lou said, I bind the decisions. In other words, I lock them up. <laughs> not to be changed, like a combination. You ever had a lock when you put it on the door? <laughs> yeah, the combination, you can't unlock that thing when you bind it, right? There's a little, there's binding that takes place in the gears inside that lock until you put the combination in, right? I believe the combination is the will of God. If he wants to open it, he'll open it. If he wants to open doors that no man can shut, he'll open them. If he wants to shut doors that no man can open, he'll keep them shut. I tell you the truth. This is Matthew 18, 18. I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything, and you ask for it, it will be done. For you by my Father in heaven. For there are two or three to come together in my name. There I am with them. I woke up Monday morning and the Lord said this. He said it's game time. Wow. I shared this with Mike many times, but uh, the day that we had uh, some extracurricular activity going on in the church, <laughs> When, when Dan was preaching, we had people rushing the stage and manifesting, and there was a lot of spiritual activity that day. And I've shared this before, I think even on a Wednesday night, but before you walk on the field, as a professional athlete, before you walk on the field, <laughs> there's something that takes place inside of us. I feel like that's what God's doing. I feel like this, 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 even this thing Monday morning, God's shaking the inside of us, like shaking the bowels of earth and waking us up to a reality that says, I'm about ready to go onto the field of battle. It's game time. And I told Mike this, I said, and Marcus as well, and I think even Dan, but I, when you walk down the tunnel or when you walk out of the locker room, whatever that walk, there's this, there's this thing that takes place and this processing that takes place before you step onto the field of battle. 
Whoa. It's game time. And I said this, I said, I felt like for the first time, I felt like for the first time in this church that it was game time. That was the first day. It was like, suit up, it, it, the game is on. And it was just, a, we used to, in football, we used to say, strap them up. <laughs> There's always a time. Ecclesiastes 3 says this, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Understand that. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Every activity under heaven. By the way, we're under the second and the third heaven here on earth in the first heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. And a time to tear and a time to mend. There's a time to be silent and a time to speak. There's a time to love and a time to hate. And there is a time for war and a time for peace. Those last three, there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. There's a time to love and a time to hate. There's a time to war and there's a time to peace. Those are the three. He says that everything under heaven, there's a, there's a time and a season for every activity under heaven. Let me tell you something. It's like the sons of Iskar know the times that you're living in. This is what he's talking about. These last three, that's us right now. We're not meant to be silent in this hour. We're, we're called to love and not hate. <laughs> and we're called to war. Some pray it in, but others take it by violence. So, Lord, I do. I just pray right now that it's game time, Lord. God, I thank you for every heart, God, in this place, Lord, and in the region and in the 120-mile radius. That, God, not just that their heart would be stirred, Lord, that their bowels would actually groan and rumble and grumble inside, Lord. Your word says this, that the living water that would bubble up the spring or the geyser that would come up from within would cause us to be stirred to action. So Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you that every heart would be stirred tonight. They'd be stirred up not just for good works, it'd be stirred up to intercede and to contend and to champion God life in this country. Lord, I thank you, God, that it is finished. Even when the, when the, the, when, when the Lord, when Jesus said, he tasted the vinegar and water. He said, it was, it is finished. It is finished. And then it happened. That, 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 that ground-shaking, earth-bowel-moving, thunderous roar from heaven came in that moment. I believe that's what took place. And that's what we experienced Monday morning. God, I prophesy it right now that we bind, Lord, that we intercede and we contend, God, that the things that are on earth, that we bind on earth 
are, are bound in heaven and the things we loose here are loosed in heaven. So Lord, if they're, if they're bound in heaven and that's your will on heaven's mandate that there would be life, God, we bind the decision of every judge, yes, God, Lord. that's locked yes, their vote. You ever watch one of those game shows where they, they lock the vote in? Yeah, your, your vote is locked in. Lord, I think it would be like that. Yes. I think that it would be locked in, Lord. And for those that are, that, that are not flowing in that same stream, that have a decision that may go against, whoa, that may come in opposition to the Lord. God, I pray for them right now that they would have dreams tonight. I don't know why, but I just see that there's going to, the, that, that the judges are going to have dreams. They're going to have dreams, whoa, in the midnight hour, and there's going to be dreams that change their heart. Wow. For those that are bound or bound, but for those that are, are, are coming against in the opposition of the Lord's will, I thank you, God, that there's a shifting taking place in the hearts of your children, Lord. No fear of man. I break off the fear of man. I break off the fear of man for the five that have locked, Lord. I thank you that you have bound them, but Lord, I thank you that the, that the scheme of the enemy to come rob, steal, and yes, pillage, and to sway, and to whisper, and to lie, and to deceive, Lord, that that would be bound as well. It would be broken of its power and be cast out right now in the mighty, loving name. In the binding name of Jesus, amen. As I think about our uh, Supreme Court justices and policymakers and lawmakers, and as I'm praying for them, the two passages that are on my heart is Acts chapter 5, verse 29. Acts 5, 29. But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. The, the leading priests had thrown him in jail and said, don't preach this gospel here anymore. And an angel lets him out of the, out of the prison and they go straight back to preaching. And the religious elite show up and they're like, what are you doing? Didn't we tell you you can't do this? We're going to throw you back in jail. And they say, we can't obey any man. We can only obey God. And so, Father, we pray that these yes. lawmakers and policymakers yes. and our justices, Lord, we pray that they would only obey God. Yes. Lord, we pray that they wouldn't obey any human authority, but they would submit themselves fully to the will of God. And then the second passage that's in my heart that I've prayed for them is in Matthew 10. Jesus says in verse 28, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Father, we pray for a, uh, a fear of the Lord to, to move through Washington, D.C. We pray for a fear of the Lord to move through uh, the hearts and minds of our policymakers, our lawmakers, our judges, and our justices. Lord, we pray that they would, they would recognize your authority. They would recognize your supremacy. They would recognize your power. They would recognize your lordship and that they would bend their knee and that they would submit themselves to you, that they wouldn't fear any other political party or a leadership, but instead that they would fear your leadership, that they wouldn't feel any other, they wouldn't fear any other decision makers, but they would fear uh, the weight of your decisions and the, and the decrees that you make and the laws that you pass and the righteousness that you view. And so Father, we pray that you would uh, move in their hearts. Lord, we pray that you would capture their hearts and their minds and their attention and their focus. Lord, we pray that they would fear only you and they would obey only you in Jesus' name. Today, I, I, I backed my box truck up to a warehouse that I, I back up to quite a bit. And um, I backed up like I always do, got to the loading dock, 
um, jumped out of the truck and realized the truck was still moving forward. So I, I jumped back in the box truck, um, threw it back into to, to park, backed the truck back up to the loading dock, jumped back out of my truck, um, and the truck started moving forward again. I jumped back in the truck and I put it back in the park, I put it in reverse, back to the loading dock, put it in the park and got out of the truck and I was like, it's never happened. I was like, what was that? And immediately the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and he said, I don't want you going backwards. I don't want you staying where you are. I want you moving forward. Um, our complacency in this season will, will get us killed. Um, our complacency will make us casualties. Um, we have to move with the Spirit in this season like never before. We are in a Kairos moment. Yes. We're in an Ananias and Sapphira yes. moment where what was okay in seasons past is no longer okay. Yeah. Um, the compromises we got away with in the past will kill us today. Um, I don't want to leave a legacy on the table because I got lazy. Jesus, we must move forward, Lord. Would you make us uncomfortable with being comfortable, Lord? Would you put the burden of intercession on our hearts like never before, Lord, that we would move with your spirit in this season, Lord? Yes. Jesus, would you put your burdens on our heart, God? Would you put the spirit of intercession that we could tarry one more hour, Lord? Would you reveal what our prayers do in the spirit, Lord. Would you show us the power and significance in the role we play right now, Lord? Would we be terrified with becoming complacent, God? And as the, I believe that word was for me, but I believe it was for this house and I believe it's for the body of Christ in this season that we cannot go back to where we were. We cannot stay where we're at. We must move forward. We must move forward, God. Would, would you just show us the path, God, that we would walk in it? Would you put the burdens of intercession on our heart, God? Right now, we push back the spirit of darkness over the land, God. We agree with what you've spoken over this nation and over our state, God. Would you break our heart every single day for what's breaking yours, God? Would you put a grace on us to tarry one more hour, God? to continue to push and push and push. We plead your blood over our sins, over the sins yes, of this nation, God. Yes, God. Would you end abortion, end God? End abortion and send revival and to America. send revival now, God. Yes. What seemed to be impossible yes, Lord. is now becoming probable. Jesus, yes, thank I thank you. you for the leak, Lord. I believe that leak was actually for the church. I believe it was to show us what's possible um, and to give us hope to continue to tarry one more hour. Yes. It might have been to stir up chaos initially, but I believe it, it put a spirit of faith. Me and Sean were together yesterday in the truck and we were talking about it and it, it, the spirit of intercession came on us and we started to tarry. Wow. Um, I believe it was for the church Thank that you. we would continue to tarry. Yes. Thank you. Wow. It's about that time, but I just want you to hear these. As we're talking about the, the, 
the roar that we heard on Monday from the Lord Monday morning that woke everybody up. Listen to these words. It says this, Job 37, it says, At this my heart pounded, and it leaps from its place. Listen, listen to the roar of his voice, to the rumbling that comes from his mouth. He unleashes his lightning beneath the whole heaven, and he sends it to the ends of the earth. After that comes the sound of his roar, and he thunders with his majestic voice. And when his voice resounds, he holds nothing back. God's voice thunders in marvelous ways. He does great things beyond our understanding. That's the thunder of the Lord. We've been in a time of prayer and fasting. And uh, I feel like this fasting, this is just to reiterate this. Uh, in Isaiah 58, it says this. It says, you cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen, only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for the bowing of one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? He says this, is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? <laughs> the word can sometimes hurt a little bit, but it's a good hurt. Is this, is not the fast, the kind of fast that I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice? I was feeling this. The Lord was saying, I need you to loose the chains of injustice. It is time for the body of Christ to loose the chains of injustice. This is the fast that he calls us to. It's not just lying in sackcloth and ashes. It's not just humbling yourself and bending low. There's an action into this to loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, and to set the oppressed free, and to break every yoke. So, Father, I thank you that there's an awakening of the church right now, that the fast is changing, that even the things that we've been doing and the way that we've been doing things, Lord, that you're saying it's a new season, it's a new time. There is a new kind of fast that I am calling you to, and it is to loose the chains of injustice. The church has not loosed the chains of injustice. Since 1973, we have had chains of injustice that have not been loosed. It is time for the fast to change. It is time to loose the chains of injustice. It is on time to, it is time to untie the cords of the yoke and to set the oppressed free. Father, right now, I thank you that you're awakening the church yes, Lord, to a new fast, to a fast that is not, it is not just what we've been doing in the past, but now there is action. There is a step to actually loose the chains of injustice. Father, I thank you. This is the call on your heart that we would loose these chains, that we would break these things off that have been, that have been, that have been set up by the things of this world. That, that, where they have laughed. Lord, I thank you now, Lord, you laugh. You laugh at, in the, at the face of what has been done. Lord, I thank you for these iniquities that are being torn down right now. 
Lord, I thank you that these things, the twisted truth, the things that people would even think that this is okay. Lord, I thank you that you are breaking off those veils. Lord, I pray that we would be a church that rises up and that speaks the truth. Where the church, most of the church has been silent on the issues of abortion. They say, well, it's a personal issue. No, it's a kingdom issue. And Lord, I pray that this would be, a, we would be a church that reestablishes your kingdom. I thank you, Lord, that we are going to see this come to an end. We are going to see the end of abortion in the United States. I thank you it's going to start right here in Colorado. Last verse I'm just going to read is this is in Psalm 104. And there's, I'm sorry, 102, uh, starting in verse 18. And it says this. Let this be written for a future generation, that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. The Lord looked down from his sanctuary on high. From heaven, he viewed the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners and to release those condemned to death. We've had 60 million babies condemned to death in America. This is the end. This is the end of it. We declare it. We decree it right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that this is the end. As you're looking down from heaven, we say this is the end in the name of Jesus. And it says this, so the name of the Lord will be declared in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem. And then here's the condition. When the peoples and the kingdoms assemble, gather together to worship the Lord. We're going to have a worship a, a gathering in Boulder on the 21st of, of May here. There's going to be an assembly and a gathering there's also going to be a later time where we're going to be assembling and gathering. I believe it's going to be in a stadium. And, and we're going to be, there's something that's about to shift here. But I just, the Lord showed me this. And he just, this verse ties to some things that we've just been praying into. But it's when the people and the kingdoms assemble to worship the Lord. So, Father, I thank you for the assemblies. As people are coming together to worship you, Lord, we are bringing heaven to earth. We are decreeing and declaring that the, the chains of injustice are being broken over Colorado and over this nation. And those that have been imprisoned, whew, those that have been condemned to death, but we repent for these years, for these 50 years of silence. And Lord, we say we will no longer be silent. We will not be a silent generation, but we will rise up and we will declare the word of the Lord. We will declare truth over this nation in Jesus' name. Amen.